Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail, and we have... This is Michelle Hutchison with the Mindset Exchange Podcast. And we have Karen. Say hi. Hi there. So today we're going to talk about keeping your peace. Now, I'm trying to understand, I would like these two young ladies that are speaking here to share with me, why is it that people lose their peace? Hmm... Well, that's a big question. We could talk about that for days, right? But how could we narrow it down? I believe that you lose your peace when you lose your focus. Focus on Jesus, that is. Yeah, absolutely. Karen? I agree, 100%. So, Pastor Gail, you know, that can sound a little bit like Christianese. What? If you lose your focus on Jesus, then you lose your peace. It couldn't be that simple, right? Oh, it could be, yeah. I think it could be, too. It's been my own personal experience. And so in the context of this conversation, I like to think about if I keep my eyes on Jesus, no matter what I'm doing or what's happening in my life, good or bad, if my focus is on him and on his presence, then I have peace. Whether I'm excited about opportunities in front of me or concerned about trials I may experience, if I'm focused on those things, then I'm not focused on Jesus. And when I'm focused on his presence, he gives peace. Is there any other reasons why we might not have peace? I just, the word distraction comes. We're so distracted. And busyness, right? I think of that what acronym for busy, being under Satan's yoke. So we're so distracted by all the things and everything. So even as moms, right, you're running here, running there, run for this sporting event or dance. And then we're, what are we going to have for dinner? So mm-hmm. that alone can get our eyes off of Jesus and all the things that we have to do. Well, there's another reason we talk about it, spiritual care. Why people lose their peace is because they walk in unforgiveness with other people. Mm-hmm. So an unforgiving heart could cause one to lose their peace. and to not, Or maybe not lose it. Maybe they had it and then they lost it because now they're walking in unforgiveness. And so instead of having peace, they begin to have mental torment. And your focus, right, is all on that. Well, we give the open door. Unforgiveness gives the open door for Satan to work. And so then we get all those negative racing thoughts and all the what ifs. Mm. And we get focused on that. Um, All the what ifs and what we can do and we can't do. I like that. And so when our brain is focused on all of those wandering thoughts, then we start to develop this pattern of thought of anxious thought and then that becomes our new brain structure Mm -hmm. so instead of renewing the mind in healthy ways we are structuring our brain to live and function through anxiety and depression and nothing will take away your peace quicker i think of the philippians right philippians four four through nine right that's like the hooks it says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, right, with prayer. So that's our focus with prayer, supplication, right, is our eyes to the Lord, giving it over to the Lord, and then, right, 
then we can have that peace that transcends all understanding that guards our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. That supernatural peace that in the midst of the storm, we can have that. And then it says a little bit down further in the verse, it says think about such things, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is lovely. And it says, and then peace, peace again. So he tells us right there in that just short scripture how we can have that peace in the midst of it and stay in focus. Well, the other thing I think about with people losing their peace, I'm reminded of the parable of the sower and the seed where the seed fell on rocky soil and in the in the thorns and the thistles grew up to choke the seed out, which represents the cares of this world. One of the biggest things is life circumstances happening to people cause them to lose their peace because... They don't know how to find God in the midst of their situation or they don't have peace because they're not grounded in God's word or maybe they don't really know Jesus. Maybe they walk through this whole life and they've really never given their heart to Jesus Christ and they really don't know him. And as a result, they're not, they, don't, they not only don't have peace, they don't know how to keep peace. Maybe they never had a time in their life where they had peace. In Isaiah 9, 6 says, His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, and of His kingdom, and of His reign, there will be no end. And so, Jesus is actually called the Prince of Peace. And then it says in Isaiah uh, 26, verses 3-4, through You will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is steadfast, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. And I really like that. And so we are going to have storms in life. We are going to be hit with things that we never saw coming. And if we don't have our eyes on the Lord, and if we're not anchored in Christ, then we will drift. We will drift. It's just like one day I went out fishing with my dad. And me and my dad and my brother were out fishing. We're catching fish. He said, put the anchor down. So we put the anchor down. And we are catching fish left and right. And all of a sudden, fish weren't biting no more. We wonder what happened. Well, we looked up. The anchor wasn't really down the way it should be. And we had drifted right out of the place that we should have been in. And because of it, there was no more fish biting. We lost our peace because we weren't catching nothing. And it was hot. We're out on the lake. But we realized that we had moved from where we should have been. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what we find with people today. I'm reminded of the old song, Does your anchor hold and grip the solid rock? His name is Jesus, just he's the one. His name is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. You know why I didn't sing that? I don't want everybody to run away that's listening. (laughs) (laughs) I like to sing him. I actually often wonder, you know, I, I don't know if we talk about keeping our peace in the midst of storm enough within the body of Christ. The fact that we have storms and that serving God doesn't mean 
that will be void of those storms or trials or difficulty. And, and so what we have to talk about more is how to maintain our peace through those trials, how to keep our eyes focused on Jesus in those times. It says in John sixteen thirty three, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, interesting in the scripture, Jesus uses the word may. And the reason the word may is in there is you may have peace as long as you keep your eyes on the Lord. Well, I was just thinking as, Michelle, you were talking about Christians. I think sometimes as Christians, when we're going through, you know, transition, a difficult change in our lives, mm-hmm. that um, we don't always, right? Mm-hmm. We need help. We need each other. And I think as Christians, we get this thing, we need to have it all together, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think we need each other. And I think sometimes when we go through those hard times, we need to be able to reach out to each other, to be able to encourage each other to walk through yeah, these difficult times. Yeah, that's part of why I'm passionate about these podcasts, because we're talking about healing in different formats. We're talking about support that comes from relationships, and we're talking about the fact that life isn't perfect just because we love Jesus. Mm -hmm. I want to read the story of Jesus in the boat, John chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Then he got into the boat, and the disciples followed him. No, I like verse 24. Suddenly, a ferocious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown, he replied. You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up, and he rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? But the key words here that I read are suddenly, and the storm was ferocious. Now on the Sea of Galilee, it was known for that type of a storm that could come up out of nowhere, hit your boat, and swamp your boat very quickly. And so a lot of us in life, We're going down and everything seems like it's going right. And bang, we get hit by something coming out of the right hand. And it is ferocious. And it hits us quickly. And we're like, Lord, say, you know, we actually feel like the disciples do. Lord, am I going to sink? You you can see the waves coming over. You feel overwhelmed. You got depression going on. You got anxiety going on. You got stress going on because you were hit. It's kind of like if you've ever been in an accident with your car, or if you ever hit a deer, when you first hit something, it knocks you off course, especially if you don't see it coming. And it takes you a minute to to focus back on where you need to focus. I think if you're going to keep your peace, one, you got to learn how to refocus quickly and keep your eyes on the Lord. And I think the third thing, we have to trust that God on God knows how to get us through the end of this storm. And we're going to be all right. Even if we can't see the end from the beginning, we got to trust and believe that the one, I, I, my grandma taught me this, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Yeah. To, that is hard. 
It is hard. I, I was just processing your statement of refocusing quickly. And uh, when I think about what that means tangibly, you know, it comes with time and maturity. So it's so easy to feel overwhelmed by the trial or to question or to wonder. But the more that you walk through the pattern of trial and you learn how God works, that he, and you learn to trust him deeply in the process, the process mm-hmm. of, oh my goodness, this is hard and this is difficult, but I know he'll always come back with better. He'll always restore. Then you, and, and when you learn your weaknesses and how the enemy likes to come against you, mm-hmm. then it's easier and easier over time to rebound quickly, to refocus quickly on the Lord. So you might have... A day, right, where you're upset, then you might have just a couple hours, and then you're able to reframe and refocus right back on Jesus, resting in his goodness, resting in his nature, and ultimately trusting him. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, 29, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he did predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And then in verse 39, it says, we are more than conquerors in Christ. Romans 8, 38, 39 talks about who will separate us from the love of God. Shall famine, hardship, peril, or sword? No, yay, yay, the King James says. Yay in all things. We are conquerors in Christ Jesus who loved us. So I think to keep to keep your peace, you also really got to have a scriptural perspective. In mindset that so if you're not reading your Bible God cannot pull up what you haven't read and so being in the word saturating in the word having a biblical mindset so immediately I go right back to Corinthians where it says the, the things that we see are the temporary things and the things that we cannot see are the eternal things so we don't fix our eyes on what is seen but what is unseen and Paul goes on to say these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us a greater weight of glory that far outseeds them all. Yeah, just when you said weakness, Satan knows our weakness. And um, recognizing that Satan's at, at work is key, right? When we don't recognize it mm-hmm. and we entertain the lie that's coming mm-hmm. in, that's is that's when we get this whole all the what ifs and the whole movie in our head, right? That just keeps going on and on and on. What we'll entail? We'll go into a tailspin. Um, so just the recognizing that he is at work, recognizing the lie and replacing it with the word truth. of God, the truth. One of the best places for the enemy to insert a lie is in the storm. Is when you're being hit by something. One of the words for Satan is diablos, which means devil. But it also has another meaning. It means to whisper. So when we're in trials or being hit by hard times, the enemy will come and begin to whisper his lies to us, which we pick up as negative thoughts. And then a lie only has power if you believe it. So having a biblical mindset when you're hit helps you to sort out a lie from the truth. It also helps you to have... Um, a firm foundation to stand on when everything 
is shifting, right? I was thinking with the whispers, some of those lies might be, this is going to last forever. It's never going to end, right? The situation. I'm always, it's always going to be this. Okay. Never. All those, when you hear oh, ding, 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 warning, warning, when you hear those always and never, it's always going to be this way. It's never going to change. Um, just kind of give a warning sign like, hey, Satan's at work here. This is what's, what, this is what's going on, right? So we have to sing the old hymn my grandma taught me. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And so we got to realize that. And we got to be quick to recognize the lie Mm -hmm. and then replace it with the truth so you don't enable it or give the power in your life to put other things in motion. Or how many of you have ever done this? So you're in the midst of a storm, you make a stupid decision and do something you shouldn't and then wind up reaping bad results because you made a decision out of an emotional time and that's the other thing i'm just going to bring it up when you get hit with something and you don't have peace you shouldn't be making decisions you should only make decisions when you have god's peace because colossians three fifteen tells us that we are to allow the peace of god to guide us so that means when we get hit in a storm when i feel anxiety and stress I don't make a decision. I step back, refocus. Because you know what stress tells me, Michelle? What? That I'm working in my own strength. That's right. Not following after peace. So then... That's good. I was going to say I stop, drop, and roll, but that's a fire acronym. But I stop. Karen's laughing. You should see the big grin (laughs) over here. Stop, drop, and roll in the spiritual context. Yeah, well... Roll right over to Jesus and ask him how to help me because that's right. Because if I'm making decisions or uh, uh, treating people a certain way when I'm under anxiety, it, it's never good. Also, I think the power of our words because when we're under a lot of anxiety, stress, we're in the midst of the storm, be careful with our words that we start not spewing all the negativity. Um, Our words create our world. Yes. Yeah. So it is a trap of the enemy to pull you out of peace, to begin to speak negatively about your state, and then create that state of mind and energy within your world. You're absolutely right. There's another reason our words are powerful. Well, demons listen and formulate their plans against us by the words of our own mouth. That's why. And there's another reason why words are powerful. And especially if we quote God's word, uh, it's powerful because um, angels respond to God's word. And so words do chart a course for our future, but we have to be careful. So uh, Karen, why don't you lead out in a prayer of asking people, asking God to help people keep their peace? Yeah, first of all, right? What we spiritual care talk about is putting it on the Lord's hook, right? It says, do not be anxious for anything. So, Father God, we just um, we just love you. We thank you and praise you for you are the, the, the great I am, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Lord, we just... We just lift everyone that's listening, Lord, that they would just, they would cast all their cares on you for you care for them. Let them know that and let them feel your presence and just surrender the circumstances over to you 
and to receive your peace now, that peace that transcends all understanding, guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, Michelle, I want you to pray for people who feel like their boat is going under. Father, I thank you for each and every listener here, and I thank you for the wisdom that you have imparted in Pastor Gail and myself and in Karen. And so we pray right now that these words would sow deep into their hearts and into their souls and that the spirit words that were spoken today would bring healing to every heart that's listening. And Father, I pray an impartation of hope over every listener that they would know that their hope is in you and that you would guard their ears and their heart from the voice of the enemy that would want to distract them. And I just speak a shalom over every listener here, over every household, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said in John 14, 27, that your peace you're going to leave with us, and you don't give it as the world gives. So, and you told us not to let our hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So, Father God, if people have lost their peace I pray that they would refocus, put their eyes back on you, take their peace back, and trust you to get them to the other side of whatever they're going through. So, Lord, I praise you for all that you're doing today and for all you're going to do, and that there's no situation that is impossible for you. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord give you peace. May you understand and know that the Lord is in the boat with you. And may you also come to have a new understanding that Jesus is the master of the winds and the waves, that if we'll trust him, he'll get us through to the other side. So from Pastor Gail, Michelle, and Karen, what do you say on the way out? It was fun. Yes. Yes, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed talking to everybody. So thank you. Have a great day. And thank you for joining us for Healing Begins.